All right, guys, that's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast. Part of the 247 Sports Network. And, of course, inside the Rebels. It's going to be a good day today. It's going to be a good day today. The Rebels in action tonight in the College World Series. One went away from the College World Series National Championship Series. That's right. One went away from the National Championship Series. As crazy as that sounds, um, we are here. Now, I'm pulling up some of the last-minute notes on the game tonight, and if you'll, you'll hear the keyboard going at it. Several things we need to get to today. We'll keep it short. As always, about 15 minutes. And you know what? This hit me yesterday. I am very much looking forward to doing this once we get into football season. Um, I mean, we're in the middle of summer. Not that there's not stuff going on, because you can find you can find Ole Miss related content if you really want to talk Ole Miss football, Ole Miss baseball. All the preseason stuff is coming out right now. The preseason polls, uh, the preseason teams, the rankings. I enjoy all of that. And uh, honestly, I enjoy producing that guy, that for you guys. I enjoy that. Uh, but then once we get into season, I mean, there'll be things popping 24-7. And uh, there you go, 24-7. And anyway, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to doing this every morning. And, I'm, and honestly, I'm looking at some other avenues, some ways to do it. There's, we could always do something that's live. I've, I mean, I've done that before. We could. But this is just supposed to be a quick 15 minutes on what's going on during the day to get you started, maybe on your way to work or something along those lines. But today's going to be a good day. You're going up against an Arkansas team that you just got through beating. What was that? 13 to five, I think was the score. 13 to five. Um, Jared is up there giving us coverage. And um, man, I'm excited for that dude. I am. I'm excited for him. This is my question to you guys. Like, how many of you are going to hop in the car and take off this weekend if Ole Miss can finish this thing tonight to get to the national championship game? How many of you are going to take off and bam, you're gone? I wish I could do that. I regret that I can't. Uh, I mentioned yesterday that we're going on the family vacation starting Saturday. You know, life's not too bad if – um if the worst thing you get going for you is vacation happen, happening and getting to go down to, uh, to Gulf Shores. I had a chance to do Matt Wyatt's show yesterday on ESPN Radio here in Jackson. And we got on, you know, just obviously the topic of baseball and the sport. And look, several things I want to get into here. Um, obviously, the baseball. Phil Steele with his preseason team came out. Lindy's with their preseason all-SEC team that came out. Some preseason rankings. I want to knock out all of that. Uh, John Gaddis starting on the mound today. We'll get into that real quick. So let me let me start there, I guess. We get to talking about baseball. I'm talking to Matt Wyatt yesterday. And um, I know we do the per capita thing here in Mississippi in terms of football. You know, we produce more per capita NFL players than any state. I think now actually LSU and, and Louisiana, excuse me, not LSU, Louisiana has passed us, I think, and I think we're number two. doesn't matter. It's right there. I could make a very good argument 
that baseball in this state, it's, it's long past football. And look, I love football as much as anybody, uh, particularly high school football here. But baseball has grown and grown and grown. And there's no debate that the success that we have on a college level in this state far dwarfs any other sport that, that's going on. You look at not just like in a small vacuum here. We're talking over a long period of time. Let's say the last 20 years. And then you look at the more recent success that the state has had. Look, Mississippi State wins a national championship last year. And they had been, I think, three or four years in a row at that point to Omaha. Ole Miss now sitting in prime position to pull this off and playing well. But at the very least, you're talking about a team that's in a regional, in a super regional, in the College World Series, will have a very high national ranking. Southern Miss has been really good, host a super regional this year. In the junior colleges on that level, Pearl River won the national championship this year, if you saw that. Last year on a high school level, Madison Central was the national champion in Baseball America. And then this year, Northwest Rankin and Summerall High School, both uh, top five in the country, according to Baseball America. Baseball here is really good. It, it's very good. And not that I don't want to support football because I'm happy to do it, but I hope that we maintain a position that, that Ole Miss is going to be one of the top handful of schools in terms of baseball support not just from fans, which that's obviously happening, but financially from the school. I, I, I think it's a big deal here. And I know the sport overall is not as big as football. I mean, it's obviously not as big as football. It's nothing close to that. doesn't mean that it's not a big deal. 1.2 million people watched uh, Ole Miss and Arkansas the other day. And those numbers have been pretty much across the board through this entire College World Series. With regularity, 1 million-plus people are watching these games. It's great exposure. It's great publicity. And, and I hope that we keep supporting it the way that we do. Uh, but, yeah, I, th I do think baseball is past football in this state. And hopefully we'll get a good outcome today. John Gaddis is going to be on the mound. Uh, look, I'll be honest. At first thought, I didn't really like it. Uh, but because for some reason, in my head, Gaddis was hit harder than he was this year. Arkansas's lineup does not swing it nearly as well against lefties as they do righties. I'm not a big righty-lefty matchup guy in situational things at the end of games. I think you throw out your best arms. and Look, and if you have a couple of arms out of the same, all right, then, yeah, you go righty-lefty. But if, if not to the point of throwing out an arm, that's not nearly as good. You know what I'm saying. But for some reason, in my head, Gaddis had been hit much harder than he was. And then I, I go back and I'm looking at the numbers yesterday. Not only is, is Arkansas not nearly as good against lefties as they are righties. That, that's part of the equation here. But then you start going and you look at the Ole Miss numbers in particular. You look at Gaddis's numbers and what he did this year. He had a much better year and a much better season than I was thinking of just off the top of my head. And particularly, he's been very good late. Um, looking right here, and honestly, it it started with Arkansas. 
back in May, he threw two and a third scoreless innings against the Razorbacks. That was that was May the 1st. Throws four scoreless innings against Missouri in his next outing. Three hits, um, no earned runs, three strikeouts. He allows one earned in two innings against LSU. Now against A&M, his next to last outing, he did give up a couple. Gave up two runs on three hits and one and a third against the Aggies. But then against Arizona in the regional, two innings, two hits, no earned runs. He struck out four. He has been really good at the end of the season. He hasn't had an, an opportunity to throw much because Dylan DeLucia and Hunter Elliott, for one, have been so good. There just haven't been a whole lot of innings because the team keeps winning. You don't, they haven't had these extra games in the regionals and in the super regionals. So I like the move. I do. And we'll see how that goes today. Now, if it doesn't go well, then of course, baseball is the ultimate second guess sport. I mean, it's so easy to second guess it. There's so many decisions to be had. And, and honestly, during the game, no matter what you do, there's, there's going to be a ton of decisions that a coach makes that are going to flop because it's just, that's the way baseball works. You make a, you make all these decisions during the game. You're just hoping that you're making more good ones than the, than the bad ones. And the only way you know if it's good or bad is how it works out. But at the time, they might make a lot of sense. Hopefully, this one um, plays out like it looks on paper. I like it. So we get Ole Miss, and uh, man, that's just crazy to me. Still, still crazy to me. You get Ole Miss and uh, and Arkansas for a chance to go to the College World Series National Championship Series. Now I'm looking here real quick. I don't want to give you guys. Bad information. Yeah, I'm clicking away at the keyboard here real quick. Sorry about that. I want to make sure I get the times right. And um, I know the game's at six tonight, but I wanted to see exactly what would happen. Let's say Ole Miss, if it didn't go well tonight, the game would happen tomorrow. Now, the, the time on that is to be determined. Oklahoma and A&M play the one o'clock game today. If A&M can stretch that further, well, then they'll play early tomorrow, and if there was a game necessary, Ole Miss could potentially play the late game at 6 o'clock again tomorrow. If only one team and only one game tomorrow is necessary, then you could be looking at an early game time, middle of the day. Uh, but hopefully this thing gets wrapped up tonight at 6 o'clock and, and, and the Rebels advance. Cross your fingers and, and hope for the best there. Um, Phil Steele came out with his preseason All-SEC teams. And I'm looking at right here, you had seven Ole Miss players that make it. Here we go. Jeremy James was a first-teamer. Mingo was a second-teamer. Uh, Jeremy James is going to have a big year. You know, Nick Broker got a – and this is this is definitely nothing negative against, against Nick, who I, I think is now moving to the position where he will play at in the NFL. But Jeremy James was, was overshadowed going into last year by Broker. But uh, but Jeremy had a great year. He did. And there's a reason that he's on a lot of these preseason All-SEC teams. You can make a strong argument that among, among all the players right now, he is the highest NFL draft pick potentially on the team. Um, I'd throw Zach Evans in there. I think he has potential to go high, and there's some others. Um, but I think Jeremy James is going to be uh, – he's going to have a great year. He's preseason first team by Phil Steele. Mingo is your second teamer. Cross your fingers there that, that Jonathan comes back 100% healthy, and I hope that for him. 
If he comes back healthy, he's going to be a difference maker. Your third team guys are Nick Broker, A.J. Finley, and then a fourth team, which um, which Phil does, Zach Evans, Mason Brooks, and Cedric Johnson. I think Cedric Johnson is going to be that guy on defense to have a breakout year and will be higher at the end in terms of these teams than he is preseason. I think Cedric Johnson will be the guy. Now, Zach Evans is getting a lot of publicity right now. It tells you a little bit about how talented that kid is. It's not easy to put a newcomer on these lists. Um, it's it's just easier to do, especially like at the quarterback position. It's just easier to put the incumbent in there. Hey, there's a six returning starters in the SEC, and then almost everybody else that will be new to the position will be starting preseason seventh or worse, even if you know that they're the better players. So when you have these newcomer guys that you're already seeing on these preseason teams, it it tells you the reputation that they are bringing with them to the new team. Zach Evans is going to be one of the best running backs in the SEC. Um, we could have this debate, most talented running back since Deuce. Doesn't mean he's going to produce like Deuce, and it doesn't mean that he's a sure thing. You got to do it first. You got to walk it. But on paper, in terms of just potential, and in terms of talent, Zach Evans is, could very well be the most talented running back that they've brought into this program since Deuce 20-plus years ago. So that's your Phil Steele team. And then Lindy's came out with theirs. They don't do the four-team thing. Uh, Zach Evans is all over that too, though. First team in this one was Nick Broker, who now that Nick moves down to guard, I, I think you'll see him higher on some of these lists than he would have been as a tackle. Zach Evans' second team, and uh, they have Michael Trigg here also on the second team. Looking forward to Michael Trigg this year. Uh, he could have a, a big, big year. Now, what else do we have here? Top 25, David put on, on the board yesterday. I think this was the Lindy's. Ole Miss came in at 17. I want to mention this before we get off today. I know recruiting on the podcast today. We'll knock some of that out tomorrow because there are some things popping, but I don't want to stretch this any longer. If you look at all these preseason teams, I'm excited about Ole Miss's season. I genuinely believe they're going to be good. But when you look around the SEC, there are a lot of teams that believe they are going to be very good. Arkansas was preseason 13 on this Lindy's list. K.J. Jefferson is talented, and uh, he gives them a chance. We, we saw him firsthand last year, what he did against Ole Miss. Arkansas thinks they're good. Mississippi State believes they're going to be good. Um, who knows what happens with Auburn and LSU at the back end of the SEC West, and then the top is as good as it's ever been in Alabama and now what Texas and uh, A&M is doing. There will be really good teams in the SEC this year that don't have the year they believe they're going to have. Not saying that I think that will be Ole Miss. I'm just saying sometimes this is the law of averages and you cross your fingers and hope that you catch the breaks, that you stay healthy. Quarterback stays healthy, you know, especially at the, the more important positions that are harder to replace during a season. There will be really good SEC teams, particularly in the West this year, that finish in that five and six spot. Hopefully that's not Ole Miss. They have a shot. Where could they finish? Obviously, Bama's won. I'm just, I'm doing like best case scenario here. I don't have a ton of confidence in Jimbo Fisher and AM because they go into seasons 
and there's usually a lot of hoopla and they have been good. They haven't been as good as the preseason stuff. So maybe this is the year that they do that. They're so talented though. At some point you give into it, but he hasn't been as good in seasons as I thought he was going to be. And speaking of Jimbo Fisher here, so is there the chance that they falter? Well, yeah, there is the chance. But it gets harder and harder for that to be a possibility the more and more they stack that roster, and it's getting there. That roster's getting there. But you're obviously going to go at Bama. Then you're going to go A&M. I think Ole Miss has a great opportunity to finish in that third spot. And this year, that third spot could potentially be, you know, a, a pushing top 10 ranking. Because, you know, if you if you finish in that spot, you've already dropped two to Alabama and A&M. Um, but you're talking about a season very similar to what Ole Miss did last year. Maybe drop one other game along the way, win nine, and I think everybody would would take that all day, every day, a season after you just went to the Sugar Bowl. But anyway, number 17 in the preseason, Lindy's. And uh, hopefully that's how this thing plays out. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Always enjoy doing the podcast. So whatever lucky charms you have around the house, you know, whatever shirts you have to wear that's going to get a W, you might want to be finding that thing in the dresser, you know, putting it on early, and hopefully it'll bring Ole Miss some luck today. Appreciate you guys. Y'all have a great day, and uh, we'll do this again tomorrow. This is Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 Podcast on the 247 Sports Network and Inside the Rebels. We'll talk to you tomorrow.